Hey guys, this is Ramblings of a Transgender Christian, and I am your host, Anna. So yeah, um, definitely got kind of a bit to talk about today. Decent amount of news. Um, a few topics I kind of wanted to go over outside of the news. And of course, a full second segment of entertainment. Uh, you know, another question from the Ask Transgender Reddit forum. And good news, of course, so... Yeah, before we kind of get on, I gotta tell you, things have been pretty, they, they have been difficult. Um, so I, so I, I always record the um, Thursday episode, which is, of course, what you're listening to right now, on Tuesdays. So, you know, it's May the 3rd. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the last few days have definitely kind of been putting me through the ringer. Um, Sunday, um, Found out that, you know, one of my younger sisters is so damn suicidal that it's almost a certainty that she's going to end up in a mental hospital. Um, So, yeah, you know, that was um, definitely not fun. Put me in a bad spot, you know, and of course my mom decided to pile on and tell me about, you know, her suicidal um, times, you know, like when she had all of us kids. How she got really depressed after all that. So yeah, I, 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 I was not in a good mood Sunday after that. Um, then Monday, I had to go to... Um, so I worked at two places last year. Um, Salvation Army thrift stores. I quit at the end of January. Um, well, my last day was at the end of January. I put in my two weeks, but they tracked it out for like a month. Um, and the um, local library, the Allen County Public Library. Um I never got my W-2s for either of them, um, probably because, you know, I had, like, three addresses last year, and I'm not completely certain that the post office is forwarding my stuff to uh, my current address yet. I'm, it's been several months, and I have no evidence, and it doesn't seem like that they're forwarding my stuff, so that's great, um... But yeah, you know, so, but yeah, I was, I was living at a homeless shelter and my mail is probably, you know, the W-2s are probably sitting there at the homeless shelter right now. So, yay. So yeah, I'm going to have to go back, pay another dollar. Uh, oh gosh, started dropping my phone. So sorry about that. I'm recording, of course, like usual, I have to record everything off my phone because I don't have a computer. So, so sorry about that. Um, I don't know what happened there. I just literally just like lost control of my hands for a second. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that was fun. I had to go get my W-2s from both places. That, 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 that was not fun at all. <laughs> and then over the last day or two, and I'm um, really struggling um, with something. You know, like, I just cannot get on my pairing. You know, like, I don't even remember how exactly this got into my head, but... So I, so my, so I, okay, so neither of my, none of my extended family has seen me as, you know, seen me as a girl yet, you know. The last time they saw me, I was still presenting as a guy. Um, they all know that I am trans, but that's because my parents pretty much told most of it. Okay, on my mom's side, my parents told them all, um. A super transphobic side, but apparently we're all really accepting now that, you know, I'm trans, which I don't really actually believe, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no idea if I'll ever see the mom side of the family again. Um, but we'll see. Dad's side of the family, uh, one of my aunts and uncles figured it out. They decided to do a lot of sleuthing uh, because, well, 
it's just weird, you know, if your nephew just ups and leaves his parents, you know, and <laughs> just leaves them a note, you know, and all that stuff. Or just like, okay, something doesn't make sense. And then apparently, like, over the course of, like, a month, they just sat there just trying to track me down on the internet before we realized, oh, we don't have a nephew anymore. It's, it, we have a niece. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, uh, they figured that out, reached out to me through my blog. And um, so, yeah, pretty much my entire dad's side of the family found out because um, my aunt and uncle. And then, of course, they all, like, reached out to my parents about it um, before I got back in contact with my parents. And so, yeah, you know, and I found out that um, the, the very first time I saw my mom after about two months um, was that apparently my grandma on my dad's side uh, did not take it well at all. Like, it sends her, apparently, into a pretty deep depression from what I was hearing, like... It really affected her negatively. You know, like, the family, from what I understand, is pretty darn accepting, you know, like, just, you know, like, most of them were pretty, were just downright awesome with it, you know? Um, you know, like, they, they just didn't give a shit, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. You know, for, for you know, it's a, it's a decently, you know, progressive side of the family, you know, not saying for, like, progressive, progressive, but, you know, like, we... A lot of them are more socially progressive, you know, at the very least, you know. That's the pie the way, best way to put it, for, for left-leaning socially. Um, but, you know, it's so like, very cool thing, but I heard my, it just affected my grandma so badly, and I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know why the last few days I've been thinking about it, but, like, I just can't get out of my head, and, like, it's bringing me down, like, really hard. Like, I have really been struggling with the thought of, like, oh, my God, my grandma, like, got sunk into, like, a super big depression, you know, my, you know, like, because of me, you know? I, I like, my, me, I sent her into doing that just because, you know, I just born different. Like, I feel horrible. Like, I'm not going to lie, there's been times when I've kind of sunk straight into self-hatred and, like, I have been sinking into a deep depression, like, whenever I think about it, like, so, yeah, that's, it's been rough, it's been a rough last few days, you know, um, and then it kind of, kind of topped off this morning, I finally got a call back for the first time in two months for a job, oh, God, I, I, I don't know what the fuck we're even thinking at this point, so, uh, Goodwill called me back, uh, they told me that I, so they had a, they, you know, they, they were willing to present for interview me for a position where I'd be working every single weekend, no weekends off. Um, be working the entire business days of those weekends. And then maybe, you know, I might have like one or two days during the week, but most likely maybe like one day a week or something, you know. Basically, I'd be kind of almost like on call for the week. You know, but like the, the weekend was really all they really, really wanted me for. And it, so it's low pay, few hours, and you're working the entire weekend. Okay, but the thing is, here's the thing. If you're going to give me a few hours and really low pay, I am going to need another part-time job. And guess what? That other part-time job is quite, is almost certainly going to be expecting me to work at least a little bit on the weekends. How the fuck am I expected to work on the weekends if you're making me work 
all weekend for the entire business hours of that weekend. Like, what they're expecting me to do, would be expecting me to do, is work a few hours for very little pay, and that to be my only part-time job. Like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Um, but I'm getting... If you expect me to work so few hours and for so little pay, I'm sorry, but my schedule's gonna have to be. I, I gotta be able to get a second job reasonably, get a second job. Like, sorry, no. Um, what the fuck are you thinking? No, I'm um, sorry, not happening. So, yeah, I'm that kind of sent me into more depression because you know, I really desperately need a job, but it's like I can't fuck myself over, you know, hours and, um, pay-wise either, you know, like, and that's exactly what this would be doing. Like, I don't know how on earth I would get a second job. If, like, the weekends, which the other job would also expect me to kind of work some on, it's completely closed. Like, there's just no way I could work the weekends. Unless I wanted to, you know, just, like, oh, God. I can't, you know, I can't even imagine that. Anyway, so, yeah, not not fun. Um Anywho, let's kind of... I've been talking about myself long enough. Um, let's kind of dig into the news. So the first thing is... I, don't, I, I Did I even mention this? I don't know if I mentioned that Caitlyn Jenner was running for California governor or not. But yeah, she is. Um, she is running for the governor of California. And of course, her first campaign issue is keeping trans girls out of tra- out of sports. No, I'm not joking. She she want, she thinks that trans girls should not be able to play sports. This is a trans woman who's running for governor of arguably the most progressive state of the union, saying, "No, fuck trans, fuck other trans people. I'm the only trans person that matters." And of course, she's running as a Republican. Okay, this is the problem. So yeah, I mean, first off, you know, I just, I mean, I hope that her um run for governor just completely fails miserably. Um, I mean, Caitlin, I mean, can we all be honest? Like, we all, we all, we all always knew that Caitlyn Jenner was a terrible human being. Like, come on, like, is that even controversial at this point? Like, she, she's a bad person. <laughs> um, but, like, this just shows the rot that is wealth. Um, She's fucking wealthy. Like, we all know that, you know. Um, I mean, it's, well, I mean, she's like, what? Like, she, she like the aunt or like the stepmom or something of the Kardashians? I don't even know. I just know she's like somehow like related to the Kardashians, which tells you everything you need to know, know right there. Um, that's a name I would love to never have to say again in my life. Kardashians. Dear God, uh, frankly, they don't seem to be quite as relevant as they used to. Like, I remember, like five years ago, like you just could never escape the fucking Kardashians. They were everywhere. Now it's like I. The only time I ever hear about the Kardashians, like the last time I heard about the Kardashians, was when you know, Kanye West divorced whichever one he was the married to. I don't even know which one he was married to. I don't because I don't give a fuck. But yeah, you know. So, but you know, like. So yeah, this just shows you the rot that wealth is. Um, you know, and the reason she's running as a Republican is because she wants to defend her wealth. You know, here's the thing. When you are wealthy, that is your identity. 
your identity is I'm wealthy and everything else comes as a very, very distant second, you know? Um, like that, it, that's it. That, that's literally everything. That your whole identity is I'm wealthy. And so therefore, when that's your whole identity, nothing else, you're going to do everything you can to defend that wealth. Make sure that you get wealthier. And, you know, make sure that other people get poorer. <clears throat> And so we're, we are seeing that she, Caitlyn Jenner is a trans woman. She is one of the biggest name trans people in the world. Okay. This is straight up. I am struggling to think of like too many other trans people who have anywhere close to the name um, as she does. I mean, Elliot Page, um, maybe, no, she's not that big of a name. Uh Maybe another one or two that I'm not thinking of at the moment. Like, I'm struggling to think, like, you know, like, there's not too many big names who are trans out there, you know? I mean, Laverne Cox is kind of a name, but let's be honest, like, not quite the house, like, there, she's not quite the household name that Elliot Page or Caitlyn Jenner are. Like, everybody's heard of Caitlyn Jenner and Elliot Page. Not everybody's heard of Laverne Cox. Like, that's the only other one I can think of. I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's definitely wealthy people who are trans, but like, like there's the one who I think is like, um, like the head, like in the family or like the head of like one of the big hotel chains. I don't remember which chain it is, you know, I think, um, who's like the only trans billionaire in the world, but you know, she's not a household name. Nobody knows that she exists, you know, um, but yeah, you know, Caitlyn Jenner could be using her, you know, power and her name as a trans woman out there to, you know, actually do good for the trans community. But no, what she decides to do instead is, fuck the trans community, I want my wealth, you know, it just shows you. She should be caring more. I mean, as a trans woman, she should be looking out, you know, she should be running to help uplift the trans community. No, instead, her whole stance is, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, everybody. If you're trans, fuck you. I'm the only trans person who's allowed to have any rights because I'm wealthy. Because guess what? If, you know, shit goes down here, you know, in America or California, I can go wherever the hell I want. I'm rich. I can move to just about any country I want, any state I want, wherever the fuck I want. So I'm good, you know, as long as I keep my wealth. I can, I can continue being trans and everything. But you know what? Fuck you, you know? What do you do for my wealth? Like, it just shows, you know, like, even though she is a part of a marginalized minority group, because she is fucking wealthy, that doesn't give them, that doesn't mean anything. Wealth is number one. Her identity as a rich person comes number one over, you know, being a member of a marginalized minority group. And we see this all the time. You know, I am trying to think of other people. Candace Owens. Candace Owens is. Like, and I want to make this clear. I don't call, I think that this term is way overused and basically just at this point means anybody I disagree with. But I want to make this clear. Candace Owens is an actual grifter. Like, I think that stance is pretty damn defensible. Um, I'm just saying I've never seen anyone in their lives turn around 180 degrees as fast as, as Candace Owens. Like, she just flipped on a dime. Um... You know, and she makes her whole wealth off telling racist white people, 
you know, whether you want to hear about black people. Um, she is saying, you know, and she's gotten quite wealthy off it, you know, which just shows, you know, her identity as a wealthy person comes before, you know, actually sticking up for other black people, you know. Because guess what? She can go where the fuck she wants, you know. So if, you know, the fucking racists who are coming to power again here in America, and we're going to talk about that because even though it's not a really much of a huge trans issue, it is a serious issue we are seeing here in America. We are definitely going to be talking about some in this episode. Um, she is more than willing to throw over, you know, black people under the bus because, hey, I get money. Screw you, you Seeing so now Caitlyn Jenner, Blair White has been been Queen Grift for like forever. I mean, guess why? Blair White is wealthy. So she is more than willing to throw whoever trans people under the bus like she does all the fucking time. Because I can go anywhere I the fuck I want. Anyway, so I think I've, I think I've gone on long enough about this. Um, and this next issue... I, I honestly don't even want to talk about this. Um, I am honestly at this moment considering just like skipping the story and just not even talking about it. So I am not going to spend much time on this. This is going to be very much a quick mention thing. But this, I think, just shows you just how fucking dumb, like, humanity has reached peak stupid. So yes, apparently cute they you know the fucking QAnon cult. Why the hell are even still around? I don't even know. Like why the heck is QAnon still a thing? I, I don't get it. Donald Trump lost, he's a big fat loser. Um and he's never coming back to power. I hate to break it to you. Um Trump is be quickly becoming irrelevant. But no, QAnon persists because for, for, for fucking dumb. I mean, that's the only thing I could come up with. It's like, you're that fucking stupid at this point. I, I genuinely, like, at this point, like, I can kind of understand how people fell in the QAnon, you know, while Trump was still president, you know, like, I could kind of understand it. It's still fucking stupid, you know, and it still showed your IQ levels, <laughs> which ain't exactly high, but, you know, I, I could kind of understand it, you know. I know... Too many people who who are QAnon believers. Like, believe me, I spent my time talking, you know, debating friends over QAnon. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm still not impressed with those people at all, and I don't really talk to them much anymore. Um, but it's still a thing, and they have a brand new conspiracy theory. So, you've probably heard by now, but Bill Gates is getting divorced. <sighs> I swear to you, I am not making this up. This is how fucking stupid QAnon believers are. How dumb these QNuts are. They, they... <sighs> I feel so dumb saying this. QAnon believers genuinely believe that the reason Bill Gates is getting divorced is because Melinda Gates is actually a man. No, I'm not making that up. They, they, They actually believe that Melinda Gates is a trans woman and that's why Bill Gates is divorcing her. 
I, 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 I'm just done. Lord, we've hit, we've hit peak stupidity in this humanity's hit peak stu- um, stupidity. Just come and take us down, Lord. There's nothing left. This, this human race is irredeemable. Just take us down, Lord. It, it just, we're done. <laughs> I, I, I just can't. I just can't with these Q-nuts anymore. So yeah, I, I just wanted you to know, you know, first off, unfortunately, these Q-nuts are still alive and kicking. And this is not the bullshit we're going to have to deal with. I hope to God this does not hit the mainstream like the fucking Michelle Obama is a trans woman. Because you remember that? Remember that? And how damn prominent it was. The stupid-ass conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama was born male, like... Remember that? And for those of you who don't remember that or are too young to remember that, just just be thankful. Don't look it up. Just trust my word on this. This was an actual pretty damn mainstream conservative conspiracy theory that Michelle Obama was a trans woman. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can only hope to have it the Melinda Gates conspiracy doesn't get anywhere close to as big as this. But yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, before we get into the articles I'm actually going to read, um, we're going to have to talk, we, we, we need to talk about this. A, so, the GOP has been quite mask-off lately, um, and in fact, I would say they've gone beyond mask-off and more like hood-on. And for my international audience who may not understand what I'm referencing when I say hood on, I am talking about the Ku Klux Klan, a very racist group here in America that's been around for since the 1800s, um, who are quite famous for, for white robes and white pointy hoods. Um, and yeah, um, the, the GOP is becoming, um, for making the Ku Klux Klan quite proud um so we have just recently um this one article i found is this um president of the women's anti sorry the women's republican not anti-republican um the women's republican club of new orleans the reason i started saying anti-republican is because like literally right above it it says anti-lgbtq but no um She's very anti-LGBTQ, but no, she's the president of the Women's Republican Club of New Orleans. Um, so she went to, to um, go. She went to social media to defend slavery. You know, say that there was good things about slavery. You know, uh, slave owners were. You know, there's a lot of slave owners who really loved their slaves, and they were really good to their slaves. You know. Because apparently that fucking bullshit um, talking point didn't die, you know, with slavery, unfortunately. Because here's the thing. Every damn racist uh, talking point you hear has been around since the 1800s. Just all of it. It's just never died. Every damn, like, seriously, find me a racist talking point about black people, uh, the African community, African-American community, and I will show you how it can be connected, how it's the exact same propaganda lie that they've been spewing since the 1800s. Literally everything. They have yet to come up with a single new racist talking point outside of 1350. That is the only new one they can think of they could come up with, you know. Um, 
thankfully, I thirteen fifty isn't the most prominent um, talking point, but unfortunately, it has a you know few prominent um, mainstream conservative places have have unfortunately propagated thirteen fifty Lake Prairie, but that's it. But yeah. And by the way, for, for those who are wondering what 1350 is, is it, it, it's a racist meme that um, claims that, you know, um, where basically it's 13% of the population commits 50% 50, 50 of the crime. It's a racist meme um, that really doesn't reflect reality. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very racist. You can literally tie it to neo-Nazis. Um, this is a... This is a 8chan and Stormfront meme. Okay, so if you uh, if you were wondering what that is, very very racist and not reflective of reality. But anyway, um, so yeah, you know, it, 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 so with this bitch, she's going on about how you know slaves love for masters, you know, and the masters love for slaves. Um, but this is not a like. I wish that this was a one-off, but unfortunately we're not. We are seeing Republicans all across the country, whoever's in Washington, D.C., or in, you know, their own state legislatures, literally just going straight up racist, like KKK levels racist. I, I, I can't even, I have seen too many articles in this past week of Republicans saying, oh, the Three-Fifths Compromise was noble. The Three-Fifths Compromise was wonderful. Aren't you so glad for the Three-Fifths Compromise? And the Three-Fifths Compromise wasn't racist. What the fuck are you talking about? The, the Three-Fifths Compromise... You know, why, you know, and my favorite one lately, by the way, was, you know, the South was noble for accepting the Three-Fifths Compromise as a compromise. How noble of the South to dehumanize, to accept the dehumanization of black people as a compromise. Oh, how noble indeed. Yeah, that's my favorite one that a racist Republican recently spewed, you know. Um, and of course, you know, there's Tucker Carlson on the White Power Hour every weekday night on Fox News. Or as some people might know it as Tucker Carlson tonight, but we all know it really is. It's the White Power Hour, you know, spewing um, white, you know, repla white replacement theory bullshit, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, like... This is not a one-off thing. We are seeing this all across the fucking nation. They are constantly talking about, how, you know, the Three-Fifths Compromise. It was good. It was noble. When now, I'm sorry, um, literally putting into law, you know, the first um, section, you know, the first article of the Constitution saying that a group of people, you know, people, I want to make that very clear, um, are subhuman. That is not a noble thing. I do not care if it led to the founding of America. Doing that was not worth it, nor was it noble or good. I am sorry. There is no situation where saying that people, that a certain group of people, are subhuman, you know, and putting that into law is a noble or good thing. This country was literally founded upon racism. It is our original sin, one that, would, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever be free of. Because, well, it's literally in the Constitution. Literally. One of the very first things written in the Constitution was, yeah, you know, black people are three-fifths. 
And there's all these dumb fuck Republicans sitting here these past few weeks just going, just not shutting the fuck up. Talking about, you know, how slaves love their masters. Slave masters love their slaves, you know. We were very good to their slaves. Because, oh, joy, you know, that wasn't one of the most um, repeated debunked talking points, you know, the 1800s. Um, you know, and what was the, you know, and just other completely racist bullshit. They aren't even trying to hide for racism anymore. I mean, just admit it. You're a fucking racist. You hate black people. Just stop. Can you just stop sitting here bullshitting with us? You want, all you want is for black people to be seen as three-fifths human again. You think that, you know, you, you think that putting brown kids in cages is a good thing. And you want slavery return. Let, let's not let's not beat around the bush. I'm sorry, but if you're using bullshit and talking points like, "Oh yeah, slave masters were really good to for slaves," you know, which fucking bullshit. Um, I, I I I would I I thought that was pretty damn not common knowledge at this point, but apparently not. You know, I mean, hey, we 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 deny that you know the Holocaust was a real thing. Apparently, we're you know many people. <laughs> Across the world, you know, even in America, are still denying that you know the Armenian genocide was a thing. So hey, let's let's deny that you know slave masters were pretty damn cruel to their slaves. Why why not add that to the you know the list of nutty denialism? But you know, for not even trying, they are just straight up putting like for just repeating KKK talking points openly for for unashamed for unabashed in it. This is a problem. I'm sorry we've got to make it not to, you know, we've got to make it a shameful thing to be an open racist again. You know, there was a time where being a racist was a mark of shame here in this country. I still, I am old enough to remember that being a thing. I'm only 22. But now it's like racist. Nah, that didn't. Yeah, I'm a racist. It, it, now it's, oh, you think I'm a racist? Well, guess what? Yes, I am. <laughs> or, you know, well, let's be honest, most of the time it's really, oh, no, I'm not racist. And now let me spew out an obviously racist talking point. I mean, we're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're just spewing out and out racism. This is a problem. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to make it not okay to be a racist again. Outside of, I don't know, education, but like we've been educating people on racism for like fucking forever now. Like, I, I, I don't even know at this point. Like, we, we are literally at the point where we are literally, literally regurgitating old, you know, um, slave, pro slavery arguments again. Like, we are literally. Making the arguments of slave owners again. That's where we are. You know. I, I, I don't know how we fix that. I'm being honest. I guess what I'm really doing here is trying to start a conversation. How do we make it, you know, so that, how do we push society to a place where it's absolutely unacceptable to use these obviously racist talking points again? I don't know. I, I, I I think it's time for we that we have this discussion because this is downright unacceptable. The, the, the very notion that you could be in our government and just so unabashedly claim, talk about, you know, the free fist compromise is a good and noble thing. 
I, I, in a way, I, I, I don't know how we move past that as a society, how we make that an unacceptable thing to say again. You know, I wish I did. I, I, I wish I had all the answers to all this bullshit. Unfortunately, I don't. I'm being honest about that. Like, we gotta have this conversation. It's gotta be something we're talking about more often. Because we have gone past mask-off territory. This is straight-up Republicans putting on that weight-pointy hood. Anyway, yes, I know this is not a trans topic, but racism is something that affects everybody. Um, you know, obviously people of color, you know, um, being affected by these racist policies, especially systemic ones, but also, you know, I am a white person. I, you know, nobody growing up ever explicitly told me racist things, you know, nobody ever told me, you know, black people are dangerous, you know, black people are no good, nothing, you know, and for subhuman, nobody ever told me that explicitly. I learned it for you know subconsciously through culture, you know, and I am still very much trying to overcome that social conditioning, you know. It's something that even affects us because we, you know, it, it it leads white people, you know, including me included, to seeing other human beings as subhuman. That's not healthy. For anybody, including us, in any way, shape, or form, it doesn't lead to a healthy society for anybody. And so that's why I'm talking about this. It, like, I'm sorry, but when when Republicans are literally out there regurgitating talking points of slave owners, even though this is a trans platform, you know, where I focus on trans issues, at some point I've got to speak out against this shit and. To be honest, I probably should have been speaking out about this sooner. Um, but yeah, this is. I, I'm sorry. We we this is this has gone on way too far at this point. Like, I mean, it was it was way too far long ago. You know, when they were still at least trying to hide for racism. You know, um, systemic racism. You know, is racism gone too far? Any racism is racism gone too far? But no, it, it, it's got to be something that we got to talk about more often. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just had to talk about it today. I just, I'm just done. <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine what it is like to be a person of color and have to live with this shit constantly. Like, I have the privilege of just, you know, not thinking about it. You know, if I wanted to, you know, I could just read those things and not even give a shit, not to think about it at all. You know, like, I have that luxury. If you're a person of color in this country, you don't. And, you know, I guess I'm coming to the point where I am starting to try to actively not let myself just, like, stop thinking about this. Start, you know, start being part of the dialogue more often. And not just retreating, you know, all the time or whatever. Just because, like... They don't, you know, just like me as a trans woman. I don't have the privilege of, you know, just retrading from trans dialogue, you know, from trans issues. I've got to be an active part in these issues, you know. These are affecting my life all the time. 
living in such a highly gendered society that teaches transphobia. I don't have the privilege of, you know, just escaping from trans discourse. You know. I guess that's really the way it is for any minority group. You just don't have the privilege when you are a part of a minority group to escape the discourse around your minority status. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, us minority groups should have more sympathy for other minority groups, and yet we don't. You know, we often disengage whenever things get uncomfortable, you know, when regarding another minority group, um, you know, or or straight up, you know, hateful towards other minority groups. When in reality, we, we, we really should be sticking up for each other more than we do, you know. <sighs> Says hated world. Just... This is, we, humanity is a very, very sad state. Even the minority groups can't even get along with each other. We, we, we humans really are just run strictly on fear and distrust. And not understanding and not only that, not wanting to understand. Pretty fucking despicable. Anyway, I don't. I, I really don't know how to end it. I, I am just searching for words, but so yeah, we're gonna head to a long eye and a weird, awkward segue out of that and move on to our next story. Um, this one is an article I'm actually gonna read from Pink News. Tens of thousands petition, signed petition, sorry, demanding Tory government make a non-binary illegal gender. <laughs> A petition urging the government to make non-binary legally recognized gender in the UK has been signed by 122,000 people and counting. <clears throat> Have non-binary be included as an option under the GRP, Gender Recognition Panel, GRC, Gender Recognition Certificate, in order to allow those identifying as non-binary to be legally seen as their true gender identity, the petition says, as well as having non-binary seen as a valid transgender identity. It continues, there is no option of non-binary in legal forms, ignoring members of the population. This requires the government to pass a law that publicly recognizes non-binary as a part of the GRP under the Gender Recognition Act, aka a legal and valid gender identity option. By recognizing a non-binary as a valid gender identity, it would aid in the protection of non-binary individuals against transphobic hate crimes and would ease gender dysphoria experienced by non-binary people. Parliament will consider whether to have a debate on the subject, as it must um, for all petitions that garner more than 100,000 signatures. And as it reached more than 10,000 signatures, the government will also have to formally respond to the, to the demand. It has done neither yet. In the UK, adult trans men and women who want to gain legal recognition of their gender through the Gender Recognition Act must have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria and two medical reports. The government recently reduced the application fee for gender recognition certificate from 140... Is it... What does UK use? 
I actually don't know what currency the UK uses. Um, hundred and forty. Is it pounds or is it euros? I, I actually don't know. Um, anyway, hundred and forty whatever the UK currency is to five whatever the UK currency is. Although this doesn't affect the cost of providing the documentation to the gender recognition panel, the cost of a new birth certificate, or the cost of other associated and compulsory changes such as a deed poll or passport. In a 2018 consultation on reforming the GRA, 58% of respondents thought the law should be changed to accommodate non-binary people, although the government didn't propose adding non-binary as a legal gender partly due to complex practical consequences for other areas of the law, service provision, and public life if provision were to be made for non-binary gender recognition. A previous petition in 2019 started by a non-binary model and author Jamie Windus call, that called for non-binary people to be able to identify outside of the male gen- and female um, on legal documentation reached 20,000 signatures. Belgium recently le- committed to legally recognizing non-binary people. It will be the third con- European country to do so, following Germany and Iceland. Malta, most Australian territories, India, Nepal, Pakistan, and Uruguay, all, legal, all legally recognize non-binary genders. Countries including Denmark and New Zealand, and several U.S. states and Canadian territories, all offer X gender options on legal documentations for non-binary citizens. Say I, good for UK activists, I hope that they succeed in this. Um, definitely very important for non-binary community. Anyway, uh, let me bring this up. Um, I should have had this up before. Uh, what was some of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode? <laughs> Sorry. Got something stuck in my throat. <coughs> Anywho. <coughs> Anywho now, um, uh, this segment has gone on so long already, it's trying to decide which stuff I really actually want to talk about. Because I am actually starting to feel tired, not going to lie. Plus, um, i got to make dinner soon, so. Uh, let's see. Um, I, You know, we'll talk about both of these. So, this past Sunday, Dad and I had some pretty interesting uh, spiritual conversations. Funny enough, it came out of watching Kung Fu Panda because I finally got my parents to watch them. Uh, the first one, at least, we're gonna watch the second and third ones whenever he gets back together again. Um, but you know, and Dad saw, found a lot of spiritual parallels in there, and so you know, we had, we had a lot of spiritual discussions after watching Kung Fu Panda of all things, and we were kind of talking, you know, about. Desires that may not be good, but aren't sinful. You know, like, I, I don't even know how we got on that subject, you know. But basically, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, that we do, that we desire, that are not good for us human beings. But they are not sinful, you know. Like, you can do them, but they aren't really good for you, you know. Like, for me, you know, like, when, like, <clears throat> when I drive home, um... From, you know, a place that was downtown or beyond downtown. I had to drive by a Burger King. Not very far from my house. I had like five minutes from my house, you know. Um, my apartment, should I say, not house. Uh, 
you know, and just every time I drive by, you know, like I just, you know, it's just like, you know, there are arrows pointing in the sky, just pointing down at it, you know, um, God is shining his heavenly, heavenly light right upon that Burger King, you know, the angels are sitting there singing, come Anna, come, come to Burger King. I am so sorry for scarring you with my singing, with my abysmal singing voice, but I am also not sorry. But anyway, you know, like the angels might as well be singing, you know, come here, you know, come, come ye to this Burger King and have it, some delicious onion rings and a Hershey Sunday pie. Come, you know, like it is a temptation, you know, um, is it, would it be sinful for me to stop off at Burger King just about every time? Oh, heck no. It would not be sinful for me to stop off, get a, get some onion rings and or a Hershey Sunday pie. Is it good for me? <laughs> heck no. Uh, definitely not. No, no. Um, not to be fair, I don't quite struggle with the Burger King being quite as much as I used to and I'm Definitely starting to get over that. But the new problem is snacking before bed, you know. I pretty much eat all my e-meals with an eight-hour window, you know. Like, pretty much every meal, assuming I even eat two or three meals a day. I'm going to be honest, uh, many days I eat two or one. Um, but, you know, like, I often, you know, get, like, super hungry before bed, you know. Like, got a snack, got a snack, got a snack, you know. Is it sinful for me to have that snack, you know, or eat, you know, not at meal times or whatever, just because like I feel hungry? No. Is it good for me? Definitely not. You know, um, you know, for, for, it's not sinful, but it's not good for me at all. You know, and it's, I don't know, you know, it's just in kind of a, some. I I, I gotta think of another way to put this because this is. A ter terrible pun that I wasn't in about to intentionally about to make, but it's interesting to think about. I had to think of another way to phrase it that wasn't food for thought. Because, you know, it's like super cringe. And I swear I was not about to intentionally make that pun. It was totally unintentional, but like I had to think of another way. So came up with interesting to think about. <laughs> Um, you know, just, just, just something kind of interesting to think about. Like, what are the things in my life I do that aren't necessarily healthy for me, you know, good for me to do, but isn't sinful, you know? Anyway, so, you know, the other thing that you kind of talked about, you know, is, and something I've been kind of thinking about a lot lately as well is, what are things that Christians actually have to believe, you know? What kind of crazy things can you believe and still be a Christian, you know? Like, I am someone who genuinely believes that that narrow road is going to be a lot less narrow than most Christians think it is, you know? I mean, there's a lot more people going to heaven than you think there probably are. Um, and to be honest, like, over time, I have become, I have kind of come to realize that there is a lot of fucking kooky stuff you can believe and still be a Christian. At this point, what I have kind of come to realize is the only requirements really to be a Christian is to repent of your sin and to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and that, you know, that, you know, Jesus was the sacrifice and he was raised from the dead. You know? 
it's really all you have to believe. You know, if you read the Bible, that's... Those are really the only two requirements given, you know, to be a Christian that I can think of. And... You know, but, like, we love to create all these laws, you know. We love to create all these rules, you know. Things you must believe, things you must not believe, you know. We love to say, you know, that denomination or, or you know, nothing but a bunch of heretics, you know. That form of Christianity, you know, like, in Protestantism, because I am a Protestant, you know. We love to talk about, you know, especially those, those damn dirty Catholics, you know. Can't be a Catholic and go to heaven, you know. Shame all those Catholics are going burning straight in hell, you know. Like, I was like, no. What is it that Catholics actually believe that's going to disqualify them from heaven? Sure, yeah, I, I, I disagree with a lot of her beliefs. You know, I think a lot of her stuff is straight up kooky. You know, um, I think it's kind of weird to pray to a saint to intercede for you. But is it even remotely disqualified? Hell no. No, it's not. You know, and let's be honest, you know, I don't think it's that bad a thing. It's not, I want to make it very clear. It is not idol worship. I, I, I fucking can't stand it when I hear other Protestants saying that, you know, praying to saints to intercede on your behalf is idol worship. It's, it's not. I'm sorry. You're, you're literally just making up shit and, you know, changing the definition of idol worship to any religious practice I don't like. Um, it's not. No, I think that's weird, but it's not even close to disqualified. And does it affect for salvation in any way? Nope. Not even close. You know, like, I, I, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you. Just because you find something kooky, some belief to be kooky, you know, whatever. Doesn't mean that it, that it affects for salvation, you know. Answers in Genesis. They love to talk about how, you know, you must believe in a literal 6,000 years, you know, literal Genesis and all that shit, you know, to be a Christian. I'm like, no, where, where is it in the Bible that says that? All I read when I read the Bible is that the only things that you need to, believe, to do, you know, be a Christian or repent of your sins and believe that Jesus died on the cross and was risen and rose again. Like, those are the only things I see in the Bible that require you to be a Christian. So why are you creating this stupid, stupid notion that, you know, quite li believing in a literal 6,000 years in a literal Genesis account is required to be a Christian? Where, where, where do you get that in the Bible? You know, we create all these rules, you know. You can't watch this, can't eat that, you know, can't drink this, um, can't believe that, you know. Can't be a Presbyterian, can't be a Pentecostal, can't be a Lutheran, can't be a Methodist, can't be a Baptist, can't be a Mennonite, can't be Amish, whatever the fuck, you know, can't be Orthodox, can't be Catholic, you know, I'm sorry, but I think, like, we gotta stop this bullshit, like, I hate to break it to you, there's a lot more people coming from whatever thing that you think are heretical than you think, you know, like, for instance, apparently... Somehow people actually believe that Seventh-day Adventists are Christian. Like, I've never understood the controversy around Seventh-day Adventism. Um, but, you know, like, Seventh-day Adventists are going to be in heaven. Like, I hate to break it to you, you know. Um, actually, I don't hate to break it to you. But, like, what do they believe it affects for salvation in any way? Nothing. They just have this, you know, really kind of weird belief, you know, that you must worship on Sundays, Saturdays, you know. That doesn't mean that they're not going to heaven. Sure, I think it's... Sure, I think it's kooky. I. Doesn't mean it is. Maybe that's the way God did intend it. Who knows? 
Maybe we're all doing it wrong and the Seventh-day Adventists are doing it right. Who knows? But, you know, anyway, you know, if we're going to be in heaven, like, I, you know, those, you know, a lot of those Baptists, you know, those damn dirty Baptists or those Methodists, you know, those Presbyterians, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, Episcopalians, um, for are going to be in heaven. I hate to break it to you. What is it that they believe that affects their salvation, you know? Uh, Catholics are going to be in heaven. <laughs> hate to break it to you. Orthodox, you know, Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, whatever, you know, all the different branches of Orthodox. We're going to be in heaven. And you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to take things even further. I think you're going to see some, and I, I want to make it clear, I don't think like all, you know, of these groups is going to make it into heaven. But I, I honestly think, genuinely believe at the heart of hearts that you're going to even see some people from certain religious groups like Jehovah's Witnesses make it to heaven. I mean, you know, I have, you know, I've heard of story, you know, of Jehovah's Witnesses who believe things, you know, who do genuinely believe in the things that get you into heaven, you know, that do allow you to be a Christian, even if they believe some of the other kooky stuff that Jehovah's Witnesses believe, you know, and, and we really strict on like fucking theology. And I realize that some of you probably clamped up and maybe even turned off this podcast like, okay, fucking heretic. You know what? I'm going to dig my grave in fervor. I am going to come out as a full damn heretic and say this. And you know what? If this is something that completely, you know, makes, ensures that I never have a public voice ever again, you know what? It was fucking worth it. I don't believe that you need to believe that Jesus is son of God. You know, is then, sorry, yeah, Jesus is God to be a Christian. Yep. I, I said it. I don't believe that you need to believe that Jesus is God to be a Christian. Here's why. If you're just reading the Bible, you know, you're not an expert on the Bible. You're just reading it. You're, just, you're, you're an average Joe Christian. Where in the Bible, like, is it really un, is it really hard to think comes to a conclusion that Jesus isn't God? No, it's very fucking easy. You know, like, somebody like me, you know, like, I can recognize, you know, that when Jesus was saying, I am, you know, hey, he was saying, I am God. But guess what? The average Joe, we're not going to make that connection. They are not going to understand that, you know. I, you know, I want to make it clear. I am not saying that people, you know, are just like, no, Jesus isn't God, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, I, I, I think it is the people who are actively fighting this kind of stuff, you know. Like, I don't know, like, it's hard to explain. There's nuance. I think people who genuinely don't understand, who genuinely don't see where in the Bible, you know, as opposed to people who just don't want to see, you know, people who don't want to see it, you know, who just want to not think of Jesus as God. Like, they're not, yeah, I, I think they're probably not Christian. Uh, but the people who just genuinely don't understand, you know, they don't see where in the Bible it says that, I don't see how they're not Christian. Like, I don't even see where it requires you necessarily to believe in Jesus God to be a Christian, to be honest. So, you know, like, it's not super easy to understand how Jesus is God. If you just read the Bible, it's very easy to come to the conclusion that Jesus isn't. And I want to make it clear, I do believe that Jesus is God. Like, I, I strongly believe that when Jesus said, I am, you know, 
he was pretty damn clearly saying it, but that's because I also studied the Bible a lot, you know. I understand he's a lot better than Pydam, you know, the average Joe, you know, just goes to church every Sunday and, you know, doesn't, you know, kind of, Lysiana's kind of relies on her pastor for a lot of her biblical understanding. I, I don't think it's something that disqualifies you from going to heaven, even remotely. I'm sorry. You know, I think that there's, you're going to see a lot of people who have, believe things that you consider heretical are going to make it into heaven. The narrow road isn't as narrow as you think it is. Anyway, I'm going to stop my little heresy um, parade right now and take a break. Um, have some dinner and all that stuff, you know, before I record the second segment. But yeah, we'll be back after, you know, this um, for you a minute and a half ad break. So, yeah, be back. Okay, so we are back. Um, so yeah, second segment. And so I just kind of want to talk a bit about something here. So I am someone who is hard of hearing. Like, I actually like legit probably need um, hearing aids, you know, and I, but definitely at the very least, I like actually like legit probably need to learn sign language. But like, I have no idea where to go to learn sign language, you know, so it's like, so yeah, my, my hearing is quickly going. So whenever I watch movies or television or, you know, whatever, any, anything, even when I listen to music, like I have to have subtitles or lyrics, you know, like when I listen to music, I have to have lyrics, you know, like otherwise I'll not hear like anything that's being said really. Like I can hear the person talking, but I don't really understand what they're saying. So I have to have lyrics. Um, when I'm watching a movie or television, like I have to have subtitles. Um, and so I was trying to watch just the other night, um, an American in Paris. It is a 1951 musical starring Gene Kelly. Uh, I believe it won best picture that year. And, um, so I was trying to watch it. Uh, you know, I like musicals. Uh, don't watch it. I haven't watched a whole bunch of them, but you know, the ones I have seen, I really enjoyed. And, you know, um, I, I, I am baffled at her decision-making for this film, um, when it comes to subtitles. So, like, they subtitled all the dialogue, but they didn't subtitle any of the songs. Like, all they would say is, singing this song. Okay, but what are the lyrics to that song? What are they actually singing? Because I don't know the lyrics of that song. What are they actually singing? What what are the words that are coming out of her mouth? Because like they they once again they, they they subtitled all the damn dialogue in that fucking movie, but they refused to dialogue to subtitle any of the music. And so yeah, I I, I eventually stopped the movie just because like well, I'm sorry, just because like I'm hard of hearing doesn't mean I don't enjoy a good song. You know, I want to know what they're singing. Like, just because I'm hard of hearing doesn't mean I don't deserve to know what they're singing, even, you know, like, what are they saying? Come on, like, so yeah, that, that, I I know, total first world problem, like, just just straight up first world problem, like, I I, I totally understand it, but seriously, like, a note to anyone who's ever, ever distributes a movie, 
if you're not going to subtitle the whole fucking movie, like everything, including the songs, don't bother subtitling the movie at all. Don't wait. Don't make me waste my fucking time. You know, if I had known I didn't subtitle songs, it's like it's on the box. It said subtitles. So, like, why would I not assume that, that, you know, so, like, why would I, you know, ever come to the conclusion, you know, just by seeing it say subtitled, um, that they wouldn't subtitle the songs. Like, don't waste my time. I, you know, just, just don't do it. Just don't bother subtitling at all. Like, you're not going to go the whole way. Don't bother subtitling. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that, it, definitely an annoyance. <laughs> you know, it's, once again, a total first world problem. So yeah, it's just like I wasted my fucking time. Like, yeah, not 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 at all happy, um, even remotely about that. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to definitely kind of get that off my chest a quick bit, you know. Um, honestly, I have not really gotten into too much entertainment lately. Uh, fit it. Yeah. I am be honest, I'm not much of a fiction book reader. Never really have been. I don't know. Fiction has never really resonated with me too much outside of like a few things, you know, view very, very specific things. Like I have always been a huge and more nonfiction reader. Um, even when I was a kid, you know, I was always reading a science book or a history book, especially history. I, 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 I you know, I, I, I love history. Um, you know, I remember reading a lot of history books that were, like, way above my age, you know, um, even as a small kid. And, you know, um, trying to think, you know, even historically, there was a long period of time where, like, the only fiction I ever read was historical fiction. You know, like, I'm trying to remember, when, like, when I was, like, a really little kid, you know, like, when I, when I was, like, at a reading age, you know, like, when I could read and everything, you know, still kind of young, like, the only fiction I ever really read was, like, Hardy Boys, um, Encyclopedia Brown, uh, I'm trying to think, and, like, uh, Detectives and Togas, uh, I think I read the third grade Detective Club, maybe, and, like, Berenstain Bears chapter books, um, yeah, that was, like, it, uh, Arthur chapter books. I didn't have that Arthur chapter books, you know, when I was, like, really little. But even then, you know, I still spent most of my time reading, like, history stuff, you know, history books, science books, um, mostly history, you know. I, 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 I cannot tell you how, like, we had, we had a few history books at home, yeah, and I cannot tell you just how many times I read those things, especially, we had this, like, big compendium, uh, I think it was by, uh, I want to say DK, maybe? Um, it, it, it was a collection, you know, of her big, you know, collection of, you know, of, uh, World War One and World War Two and pictures, you know, like, it was a picture history book, you know, like, but yeah, that, okay, it wasn't like a picture book, but, you know, like, it was a history book, and, like, there's, like, pictures, like, everywhere, every single page had, like, some picture, at least some picture, you know, but, like, it really went into, you know, it had a decent amount of detail, you know, it really went between World War One and World War Two. showed you every battle that happened, you know, the details of him and everything, like, it was amazing, you know, this was a several hundred page book, and, you know, like, I was just, like, you know, like, literally, like, I was not even 10 years old, like, I may have been, like, I don't know, seven, eight, 
you know, and this was a several hundred page book with a lot of detail, you know, and I absolutely adored that book to death. Like there are so many times I just like read that over and over again. Like, I mean, that was like legit one of my favorite books, you know, so. And, you know, then, 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 you know, as I got a bit older, you know, the only fiction I ever read was historical fiction. And, you know, I ended up in high school and it was basically, I don't know, Jurassic Park and uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, or anything in Middle Earth. Like, that was basically it, you know. And I am an adult. Um, I mean, I'm literally looking over at my bookshelf, like... I don't really, like, I have some fiction books, but, like, I don't read them. You know, it's just, like, I just don't read much fiction. Um, I, 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 I just don't care, you know, I, I just being honest, like, I don't know. I, I, fiction books are just never really grabbed me, like, you really, like, I don't know, like, just, just, my, my interest, my, my interest in fiction books is like super fucking limited. Like, I, I know it's just it's fucking weird, you know. Like, I realize I am totally weird for that. Like, not being a big fiction fan, but like even outside of books, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not the biggest fiction person. Like, my interest in fiction, even outside of books, is like always like really fucking limited, you know. Like, I always have like one interest in fiction movies or television shows, like. And that's, like, the thing I'll do for, like, a really long time, you know? I'll only do that TV series, you know? I'll only be interested in, like, this movie-type thing, you know? Um, you know, like, I don't know. But even then, you know, most of the movies I watch are not fiction. Like, most of the movies I've watched in my life are, you know, like, historical, you know? Historical dramas and documentaries, you know? Um, stuff like that, you know, um, I know, like, I am such a joy and fun to be, it's so fun to be around, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, I remember as a toddler watching black and white World War II documentaries, you know, um, you know, that's the shit I grew up with, you know, so I've always been much more, you know, family movie night growing up was watching, um, history, it was watching history channel documentaries, okay, they, 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 that's what I grew up with, you know, like, so, like, I, I, so even, you know, when it comes to, like, movies and stuff like that, like, I don't know, the fiction movies never really generally grabbed me super much, you know, like, I mean, I enjoyed some, you know, uh, movies, you know, like, when I was younger, I was more susceptible to um, Disney movies, as I get older, the more I can't stand Disney <laughs> or any of her products really in it like I don't know there's very few Disney movies I actually enjoy at all you know and I've and, and I've gone on to Disney Pixar rant before on here you know but it's just like like right now like the only fiction stuff like I really consume is Star Trek like I am absolutely in every way infatuated with Star Trek like I have to like like, I am just, like, consuming Star Trek stuff, like, nonstop. Like, just this evening, I have already watched two episodes of Star Trek Discovery, season one. And then, like, after this, I finish recording this segment, I'm going to watch, like, a third episode. And then I'm going to call it a night, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, you know, like, that's, like, but, like, that's literally, like, the only fiction, like, I'm actually interested in right now, like... 
don't know, like, I will watch a lot of movies, you know, especially fiction ones, but I generally, but it's more out of, like, curiosity, like, I've heard good things about it, you know, but, like, I gotta be honest, most movies I just kind of find, like, eh, 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 fine, you know, it was interesting to see, you know, it's hard for a movie to really wow me, or, you know, to, to really enjoy most movies I watch are just, like, hmm, it was interesting to see, you know. Most of the time I just watch something just because, like, a bunch of people told me I needed to watch it, you know. There's, no, like, I'm just being honest, there's not a whole lot of movies that, like, I'm actually genuinely interested in seeing. You know, there's just not. Um, like, I could probably, every single year, give you a list of, like, it's, like, I don't know. Like, I could probably count on, like, every year, like, on one hand, the amount of movies I am actually interested in seeing. Like, maybe there's, like, a year here and there, you know, maybe there's a lot more movies I'm interested in, but most years it's, like, maybe, like, one and I could probably count the movies I'm actually interested in seeing, you know. Uh, like, last year, like, I tried to think, you know, like, the last few years, you know, uh, 19... 1917, that was pretty damn good. But even then, you know, that's historical. Um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, another kind of a more historical film, you know. Uh, Sonic movie, um, which I actually loved because I am a big Sonic fangirl. Um, um, I saw the Addams Family um, animated movie, which was actually pretty good. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing the sequel this year, but... Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fiction person. Like, you gotta do a lot to really get me interested. But, you know, I, so, you know, like, I have not been reading this. So, I, so, yeah, anyway, all of us say, you know, when it comes to fiction stuff, especially mainly in books, you know, like, I am more tolerant towards fiction in movies and television, but books, like, it just, I, I just don't read fiction, really. But, I, but you know, I, one of my favorite video game franchises is Halo. You know, I did not love Halo when I first played it, but as time goes on, I don't know. Like, I, but I will say this, you know, I played the first two Halo games, wasn't very impressed, especially Halo 2. I don't think Halo 2 is a very good game, I'm gonna, to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I, Halo 2 is bullshit. <laughs> there is so much bullshit in that game. That game is just, like, fucking unfair. Um, but Halo 3, I fell in love with immediately. Like, Halo 3 is one of my favorite games ever. Halo 4 is fine. Uh, I, I I have yet to be able to bring myself to play Halo 5. I have heard nothing good about that game. So, like, I am just... I don't know. I, 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 I'll probably play it at some point before Halo Infinite comes out just to see what it's like. But, like, I don't know. I have heard nothing good about that game. So I'm kind of scared of getting that game a try. But, you know, like, I've been going back, you know... In preparation for Halo Infinite, you know, going back and being reminded, you know, and actually, I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually enjoying Halo Combat, um, Combat Evolved for the first time. Halo One, you know, as most people could know it, you know, um, but enjoying it much more the second, the second time around. Um, I mean, it's not like I dis like disliked it the first time around. First time I ran, it's just like, hey, it's fine, you know. I I I actually genuinely enjoying it the second time around. I don't expect the same for Halo 2. Um, my problems with Halo 2 was the game was just fucking bullshit, you know. 
Um, like I remember like there's this time when you're trying to drive, you get over this bridge, you're like battling your way for this bridge and oh my gosh, the enemy placement was just fucking bullshit, you know, and even at the beginning, you know, when you get first get down to Irvin, you know, I forget what desert you're in, you know, like there's this point where you have to take on these snipers or whatever. And, oh my gosh, it's just bad. So damn bad. Um, yeah, just just terrible. My so my problem more about that is just the enemy placement. Like I just think the enemy placement is so beyond bullshit in that game. Right? It just destroys it, you know. Uh, that said, I love the dual wielding. You know, I'm very thankful for it introducing dual wielding. But anyway, you know, so I so I decided to actually read some of the books. You know, um, so I did a dive into the books, uh, the Halo books. Because um, once again, I, I like the videos. He's like, you know, what? I'll, I'll get the books to try. I kind of want to understand the lore a bit more. So the first one I decided to read was Halo Cryptum. So it's the first of a trilogy, the Halo Forerunner trilogy. Um, it was fine. It was the definition of mediocre. I had only ever recommend reading that book if you are a big Halo fan. If you are not a big Halo fan, don't read it. If any, like, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. If you're a big Halo fan, go ahead and read it. But if you're not, just, just avoid it. Seriously, it's not worth reading. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's you know, not in... I, I'm, I'm going to read the other books, you know, the two other books. Um, see if they get better, you know. Um, I hear that there are better Halo books, though. But, I don't know. So, this is my new foray into trying to read fiction. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I guess I kind of feel bad for not reading much fiction. Like, like literally, like, right now, what are the books I'm reading through? Um, I just finished reading through Understanding Gender Story by Mark Yarhouse. Um... Recently finished reading Sun Searching for Sunday by Rachel Held Evans. I'm reading through Decolonizing Christianity by Miguel Torres. I'm reading Transforming by um, Austin Hartke. I'm trying to think. What else? Um, oh, God. Uh, Journeys through the, for the World's Pink Line, I believe it's called, like by Mark Jessiver. Um, pretty fantastic. Uh uh, gosh, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Pretty damn good book so far. Um, but you know, like, these are like all nonfiction, you know. Uh, but you know, I, I, like, I feel bad for not reading as much fiction as I do. Like, everybody I know are like heavy fiction readers. Like, it's just like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I guess I feel kind of bad for just not really being much fiction. It's like, this is kind of my way and hoping I can kind of understand the love for fiction, you know? Like, once again, like, this is not much fiction out there that really intrigues me. Like, like, that was honestly probably one of my least favorite things about high school, was how much, like, fiction they had us read in English class. Like, I, I, I enjoyed Beowulf, you know, I'm probably the one weird ass who actually liked Beowulf, but, like, miss me with the Shakespeare. Just miss me with it. Just, oh, God. Okay, I actually liked Scarlet Letter. I, I, I forgot, but once again, that's also kind of, like, historical fiction, so, you know. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, like, I kind of feel bad for just not being a fiction book reader, you know? So, like, I'm trying to expand my horizons, get into fiction, um... To see what's out there, you know. It's something that's not Lord of the Rings or Little Women or 
you know, that, you know. So, wait, you know, so I guess, you know, if there are any book series that are like Star Trek or like Halo, you know, I plan to eventually get into the Star Trek books uh, at some point, you know. Um, maybe recommend it, you know, like I'm looking for stuff to kind of get into it, to, um, you know, fiction reading, you know, so I'm not just, you know, some boring old kook, you know, just reading nonfiction all the time. So, yeah, that's been, that's been going on, you know, like, I'm trying to get, really get back into reading, because reading is good. It's a good thing to do. It's a very, very good thing to do. I'd, um, I'm trying to be well read, you know, and I, yeah, I'm trying to get myself to actually start reading more fiction as well, in addition to my nonfiction, my beloved nonfiction. Anywho, so uh, yeah, I think that's probably enough of that, enough ranting about that. Let's move on. Um, so we have another question from Ask Transgender that I saw. So somebody actually just posted that as of today, this question as of today that I'm recording this, uh, May 3rd or 4th, whatever it is, 4th. Um, so this person asked on, you know, the Reddit forum, Ask Transgender, did you struggle to find your name? Hello, anyone else who struggled to, hello, anyone else struggled to find her name? I, a 30-year-old female to male. Um, trans man, because um, I realized my word probably, the words probably just like slurred there. So like, I'm a th so basically thirty year old trans man. Absolutely want to change my name. I use a dead name. I mean, sorry, I use a nickname temporarily. I despise my dead name with all my heart, and I've been looking for a new one. I tried making lists and criterias, but I just can't settle. Or find my true love of a name that feels right. I'm not really looking for tips on how to choose because I've read plenty of those already. However, they are not so unwelcome. I'm more interested in for stories of other people who, like me, were stuck, undecided, or maybe changed after a few months or several times. And especially, how did you unstuck yourself and how did it go? Thank you so much. Okay, so... um Okay, so first I'm going to answer, but I'll read a few kind of the, a few of the answers that are on the forum. So, I'm going to be honest with you all. Um, Anna was not my first name. Um, I actually went through several names before this. Um, trying to remember, so yeah, my first name was, you know, so my dead name is Nicholas. You know, that was, that was my birth name, my dead name. So my first, you know, my first um, chosen name was Nicole. And that was years ago when I first discovered my trans identity. Then I changed it to Ellen. And I actually stuck with that one for quite a long time. Um, then after a bit, um, then after for a while, I went back to Nicole. And I stuck with that for a few years. Um, in fact, when I actually started coming out to people, I used the name Nicole. That was actually my first name. In fact, actually when I started blogging like two years ago at this point, you know, actually, I mean, a two-year anniversary of blogging is May 19th, you know, and so when I actually first started blogging, I did, I was still using the name Nicole. It wasn't until maybe the summer of 2019 when I actually came upon it, when I decided upon the name Anna. And I'm going to be honest, I did not love Anna at first. I did not love that name. Uh, all right, so if, there is one thing for reference, you know, I want to make it clear 
Um, there was one name that I always knew I was going to use somehow in my name, whether it was going to be the first name or last name, but it was going to be Maria or a form of Maria. Um, cause I just loved that name. I have always loved that name ever since I was young. I always loved the name Maria. So like, I always knew that I had to have that as a part of my name somehow. I mean, my full name is Anna Marie Hudak. So you can see, I didn't go with Maria. I went with Marie, which is a form of it. Cause like, I don't know, Anna Maria Hudak just didn't sound quite right. Anna Marie Hudak sounded much better, um, at least to me. So, you know, that's what the name I went with. But so like, I always knew that I was going to have Maria or a form of it in my name somehow. So, but really it was the other name, you know, was it going to be my first name or middle name? So I decided to go on to, uh, you know, uh, websites, you know, and go down a list of baby names. Yes. I literally did the baby name route, you know, the, um, and Anna was the one that seemed to be the best. Um, so first, you know, I, I kind of messed around with, um, well, in, in another name I kind of, I, I, I did seriously consider was Danielle. So, and, um, originally before they settled on the name Nicholas, um, my name was originally going to be Daniel. So I seriously considered for a while going at the name Danielle. But then I decided I didn't really care for that. Um, so I went and I decided to just try with Anna. Um, so in, I think one of my thoughts originally was to do Marie and, I mean, Ma Maria and Hudak or Maria Anna. But so I was like, yeah, no, it doesn't seem to fit right. So I decided to change it around to Anna Marie Hudak. And I, once again, I'm going to be honest, I did not love that name at first. Um, I was kind of iffy on that name. Um, like, I mean, it was a few months before I actually was good with that name. Like, I was seriously considering changing it for a while. Like, I'm just being honest. For a while, I seriously considered changing my name from Maria. It probably wasn't until maybe, like, Christmas or something, you know, like, winter, you know. Like, I discovered the name probably, like, June. I, I came up with Anna probably about, I don't know. Maybe like July, you know, of 2019, if I remember right. I, I am almost certain it was July. And then I ended up with it, and I think I didn't really become comfortable with it until maybe like, I don't know, like November, December or so. You know, so it was a while. Like, I literally had to force myself to stick with it. It's like, no, this is the name I am sticking with. And you know what? Like, I have stuck with it, you know? It's been, you know, what, like, almost two years now. And, you know, I, I actually genuinely love Danae now. Like, okay, not, like, love it, you know? But, like, I like the name. Like, I think it absolutely fits me, you know? So, I got, so like, I am absolutely sticking with um, Anna Maria. I'm sorry, Anna Marie Hudak, you know? It just fits. Like, I've, like, I, like I'm at the point where like, I just can't imagine another name. Um... For me, like, I am Anna. I am, that's, that's Anna Marie, you know, that is who I am now, you know. So it took a while, you know, it took a while to even, you know, be good with that name, you know. But that's how I came with it, you know, and even, you know, it's like my third name, so. Anyway, that's at least my answer to that question. But here are a few, um, let's see. 
uh, a few answers, you know, because there are a wide range of uh, experiences in the trans community. And so, you know, I kind of want to give a range of answers, you know, because I recognize that, you know, there are probably trans people from all stages of, you know, transition or whatever, you know. Some people may, you know, maybe whether you decide to transition or not, you know, maybe some of you, you know, still trying to figure out who you are. Maybe you are, you know, in process of starting near transition. Maybe you are transitioning. Maybe you've been transitioning, you know, you've been transitioning for like a really long ass time, you know. You've been living as your, as you know, your identified gender or whatever for like a decade plus. Who knows? You know, I can recognize I call, like I'm speaking to probably like a range of, you know, trans experiences. You know, where you are and all that stuff. So anyway, <clears throat> one of them is uh, from Finger Traps. Um, so wrote struggling with the same thing. I've been in the process of transitioning for over two years now, and I've been on HRT for eight months. Still no name, unfortunately. Nothing really fits me. If it helps you, try writing out names. It can be a good way of telling if you like a name, if you enjoy writing it. Try to make a signature with it. Um, another one wrote, um, I, did, I did struggle for a while. Nothing seemed to click or feel right, like you might expect. I don't have a grand story. My journey is very new. But I am also 30. Well, literally just turned 31 today. I am a turtle when it comes to change. So, oh, by the way, since that day is today, I just realized. Happy birthday, Totsugi Bomber. Congratulations. Um, happy birthday to you. Uh, I am a turtle when it comes to change, and I didn't want to commit to anything I wasn't 100% sure of. What unstuck me was paying close attention to the names I refused to consider. Names I thought were cool from games, shows, books, etc. that were off the list because it felt shallow for some reason. I went through lists and lists of baby names, but the ones that stuck out to me I vetoed because it was the name of a character from media. You can see where this is going. The names I was refusing to acknowledge were the names that might eventually click, because they were the names I was passionate about. I settled for a name of a character I admired from my favorite video game of all time since childhood. And honestly, I'm kicking myself for waffling so long. You know, that's actually kind of funny. Um, one of my, I, my, my closest online friend... She actually chose her, I think she actually chose her name because of a video game that she loved from childhood as well. Like, her her name is Elsa, and she told me, I think she said that she got it the name because there was a character named Elsa in um, Lego Indiana Jones, and she loved playing as Elsa in that game. So, you know, seriously, that is absolutely in every way valid. Like, seriously, choosing a character that you love from a video game, that is absolutely valid. Like, I know that there's this one um, trans person I know. Uh, I think they actually identify as gender fluid now that you think about it. But they actually chose her um, name from, you know, a favorite from one of her, uh, from a character in one of her favorite YouTuber, um, YouTube channels, you know. It's a YouTube channel where they, you know, play as a bunch of different characters. And they loved one of the characters so much that they took that character's name. That is totally valid, you know. Um... You know, yeah, yeah, there's a TV show you absolutely love, and there's a character in it especially that you just absolutely adore. Take that name. That's perfectly valid. There is no rule saying you can't do that. 
Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Here's another one. I just grabbed a name. And boy, did I hate it at first. But I eventually grew into the name. The name didn't describe me. I described the name over time. You know how it always seems like names just fit a person somehow? Just do? Well, it's like that. The name doesn't define you. You define the name. So just grab one and stick with it. That's fat. Even to the day I see names and think, that would, be, that would be badass to be named at. But then I remind myself that I'll make my name badass. It's mine. And I'll make it what I want it to be. Bravo, bad guy window. Bravo. You are badass. Um, yeah, seriously. That is also another perfectly valid way of doing it. Just literally, just like, if you cannot come up with one, like, just pick one, like, literally. Even if you have to pick one out of a hat, just do it. Just go with it. And make that name your own, baby. Don't make that name make you. You make that name your own. Um, let's see. I mean, there's an, you know, um, let's see. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, how, like, okay, so she, so let's see. Or, you know, there's another person brings up, you know, just feminizing or masculinizing your dead name, you know, like. I think, you know, like, for me, you know, that would have been my dead name was Nicholas. Um, I could have just went with the feminine version, Nicole, or Nikki. You know, uh, if you were born female, you know, and your name is, um, I'm trying to think, like, what is a female name you can, like, masculinize? Um, Danielle. <laughs> I went with this earlier, but, you know, Danielle. Make it Daniel. Um, trying to think of a better one. Uh, Josephine. You know, Josephine, Jocelyn, um... Go with, um, Joseph. You know, something like that, you know, that, that's what many trans people do, you know. And that's all pretty awesome, you know. And I totally understand why I do it, you know. And of course, if you have a more gender-neutral name, you can just stick with that name. Like, a lot of people with gender-neutral names who are trans, you know, like Riley and stuff like that. Let me see, just quickly see here, um... And then, okay, this is the last one I'm going to read. Because I think this is also a pretty good one. Um, Finding a new name was always a lifelong process. I've always hated my name, even as a kid. Whenever someone called me, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel right. My name made me angry. A lot. But yeah, when I was serious about changing my name, I found my name through making lists, um, reading about name meanings, and asking my family for, for input. I had a list like 20 names to begin with. I narrowed it down to 10 by asking family and friends which names they liked the most. I did the same with the top 10 until I top 3. And then I finally asked my mom, what would you have named me if, you, if I had been born a boy? And she gave me an answer. So I took the name she gave me and popped in a middle name that runs in my Oma's family. My Oma named me at birth and I wanted to take a name that was close to her to include her in the process and to be close to her. And boom! <clears throat> I had a name that fit right with me. Sort of. If it sort of. It sort of fits. I love my new chosen name. Cho okay, wait, what? What is she right? Uh, I mean, he right? Uh... Fuck, 
Uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to. Sorry, like my brain is actually like. My brain is like locking down at the moment. I love my new chosen given name, but I regret my middle name the most. I shouldn't have picked a name just to make my Oma happy. She was originally upset if I didn't want to stay with the name she gave me, and now my initial spell. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> CCK. I am. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry for you. Um, which I find both hilarious and annoying. LOL. Ultimately, I think I was stuck at some points because I was overthinking. So, yeah, anyway, that's the. I think those are pretty good damn answers. And hopefully, that helps somebody out there who is trying to hit it out for name. Anyway, we are going to end with a good news story. Now it's time to end this episode. I mean, how long is this? Holy shit, this segment is going on long. 35 minutes already. All right. Yeah, let's definitely get this over with. Anywho. Um, so yeah, the, the good news story this week comes from, this episode, sorry, comes from Reuters. Yes, finally a good news story that doesn't come from Good News Network. No, this one comes from Reuters. We are all the same. Barcelona Church opens doors to Ramadan diners. With COVID-19 restrictions preventing Barcelona's Islamic population from celebrating Ramadan at the usual indoor venues, a Catholic church has offered to open up its uh, open-air cloisters for Muslims to eat and pray together. Every evening, between 50 and 60 Muslims, many of them homeless, stream into the centuries-old stone passages of the Santa Anna Church. Aw, they named the church after me. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Where volunteers offer a hearty meal of home-cooked food. We are all the same. If you are a Catholic or of another religion and I am Muslim, that's fine, said Hafid Ibrahim, a 27-year-old Moroccan of Berber descent who attends the diet dinners. We are all like brothers and we must help each other too. During the month of Ramadan, observant Muslims do not eat between sunrise and sundown, breaking for fast only after nightfall with a meal known as Iftar. I'm pretty certain that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> oh, God. How do you pronounce this name? You know, honestly, I really need to get good at actually, you know, looking up names when I find these articles. Like, I read for these articles that, like, it never strikes me to actually look up how to pronounce any of these damn names until, like, I'm actually reading it on the podcast. Like... I, I, I need to make a mental note to actually look at these damn names and not pronounce them. Um, will I actually probably ever do it? Probably not. But. Okay, uh, fuck. Fauzia? We're going to Fauzia. Chetty. President of the Catalan Association of Moroccan Women used to organize iftar gatherings in the city, but limits on indoor dining forced her to seek an alternative space with good ventilation and room for distancing. She found a receptive ear in Father... Oh, God. Pio? Pio? Oh, God. Whatever. So sorry. I'm totally butchering that. Sanchez. Santa Ana's rector. 
who sees the meeting of different faiths as emblematic of civic coexistence. People are very happy that Muslims can do iftar in a Catholic church because religions serve to unite us, not separate us, said Chatty. Sanchez looked upon, looked on as a man and toned it. The Muslim evening called to prayer beneath the orange trees at the church's central courtyard, illuminated by the flames of gas heaters. Even with different cultures, different languages, different religions, we are more capable of sitting down and talking than some politicians, said director. Amen. And amen. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to be everything for this episode. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to send me an email. You can find my email in the description of this episode, anahudok98 at zohomail.com. But once again, you can find that in the description. Oh, yeah. Um, also, feel free to send me a voice message to get played on the podcast. You'll find a link in the description. Uh, if you enjoy my content, support it on Patreon, Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. Um, yeah, you know, share this podcast or please leave a review. Um, if you're listening to it on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, and share. And yeah, that's everything. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Peace.